January 24th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Just a quick Q&A tonight, answering a couple questions from the chat, answering some questions from the comments. But I'm just going to make a quick announcement first right off the bat. I'm speaking at a virtual summit this week. It's called Monetize Your Genius. I just want to promote it out here one time, let people know that you can get a free ticket. There's over 50 speakers and um, you can join in. I think there's a lot of networking opportunities. I put the link below, richinish.com slash genius. Uh, check it out. Seems really value add. Seems like a lot of benefit for all sorts of people. I believe they're covering all the major digital marketing topics, online business building, uh, whether you're a coach, a speaker, entrepreneur, course creator. I think there's something for you out there. Um, check it out. Just want to make that announcement before I jump into some of the comments and uh, we'll get to that. If you've got a question for me, go ahead, throw it in the chat, but I'm just going to go off of some of my YouTube comments, which I just simply haven't had a chance to. I've just been so busy, guys. I did a really uh, overly booked schedule the last 60 days, uh, just really hustling out there, taking on more, challenging myself. I had to put a few things aside, content, sometimes it comes second, trying to improve that, but still really focusing on um, my core career pillars. And although content is becoming something more and more important year after year, um, sometimes I just got to take a little break. And I think it was a good time to take a break. You know, I think a lot of people forgot, but I mean, if you were hustling in 2020, I don't know if you got a vacation. Like I didn't take a vacation. I didn't even take a day off in 2020. So I think it was due to just kind of take a breather. And I think like with everything going on in January, media wise, it's just kind of a good chance to chill. So trying to get back at it in February and uh, we'll see how it goes. Rich, could you help me understand as I'm just starting out in digital marketing and do not have any clients under my belt? How do I show clients that I can get them results when I do not have the analytics ROI to show or enough money for ad spend? Any tips on how to show results organically? Well, you know, when I got started, I believed in organic marketing as the primary focus. I was very blog focused many years ago, and I believed it was a fundamental marketing strategy and tactic to answer as many questions as you can in your niche. And I think it's important to be in a niche. And I think that when you make content and it's in a niche, it works really well. Why am I saying that? Because it's, if you don't have ad spend right away, it tells me, oh, maybe you should focus on content creation and organic. And when you don't have any clients, like you need some practice projects. So do a blog and get some organic results. That can really show a lot of authority and confidence. Um, also, get some practice clients. Go get my book, Attract and Convert, richandniche.com slash book, I believe. And uh, my book gives you all my ideas on how to get clients. You know, that's quite a big topic. Okay, so I think that answers it. I mean, you know, you don't have anything, you're not going to be selling results in your first phase of your career. You're more selling your time. You don't have any results to sell. So you don't worry about selling what you don't have. You just say, listen, I've been studying. I'm a good marketer. I will work for you for cheaper. 
Here is my practice projects. Here is my portfolio. It starts with a portfolio of something, like make a website, make a blog, make a YouTube channel, start creating content on a channel, start doing drop shipping, make an e-commerce site, like do something. Like that's the most important thing. I just kept making lots of websites. Like I own probably like a hundred domain names. I like making websites. I think it's an important communication skill to make a website. That's communicating in the digital realm at the highest level right now. Maybe the highest level is blockchain communication. Let's go to the chat. Says, what's up, Rich? What advice would you have for someone desiring to go in this field but afraid to step out of the security of the current flow of income? Now, don't step out. You can always do a side hustle. Right? Like side hustle is the way to go. I mean, get a project, put some money in the bank, work on the side. You know, this stuff, you should like it. You should enjoy doing these work. Like I just finished a 100 page website in the last 17 days. 17 days. I finished a 100-page website. I had a little help. Shout out to Joven. But still, like you got to put in the work and you got to love it. Like I loved tweaking it. I loved the satisfaction that it was so much better than the previous website. But yeah, like I, I, I went through the tough time. I did, I did work that was more flexible. Like I didn't have a nine to five. I didn't work that way. I always have worked in more odd jobs and freelance. And when I wanted, when I really needed money, I like to do things like DoorDash. I think that is a really simple way. Let's go on back over to the channel. Is digital marketing good as a major at university? I don't know. When I was in university, there's no such thing as digital marketing. And I'm going to gather that in most cases, the answer is no, it's not a good major. The major you want is philosophy, son. You, if you get into philosophy, study logic, study behavior, get a bit of psychology, get into some communications, do some digital communications, learn how to build a website, learn how to make a video, learn how to speak. Then you go take a course called Full Stack Marketing Funnels by Rich UX, and you're going to be golden. You're going to be making so much because you're going to be a good communicator. You're going to understand the logical cause and effect of life and science and digital marketing. It's going to be great for you. Do not take Digital Marketing University as a core, core focus. There's so many better things to do at university than think about digital marketing. Digital marketing, you do it off hours. Study math, study physics, do something hard. I studied biochemistry. I had an A plus in um, organic chemistry. It's one of the most difficult courses in university. You got to push yourself in all aspects of life. Okay. You have to want to do the work and you have to enjoy working. And it's like, the life was so simple for our parents. Um, if you're a millennial, um, maybe Gen Z as well. I mean, 
that they gave you such a good life, okay? And what we're realizing is that is playing out in society today. It's making people really soft. They don't want to work hard. They just want to get what they get. They want instant gratification. And the hack is to realize that that's a trick, okay? Like, I like instant gratification as much as anybody else, but the more often you can trick yourself backwards into doing the hard work, you win. And then when you don't, you lose. And it's like, you're either working towards a big goal or you're not. You're either working towards a goal or you're not. It's that simple. And it's like, the sooner you can decide a goal that's practical and reasonable, but yet challenging, you will have direction. But this idea of taking Digital Marketing University, not a good idea. Digital marketing is far too evolving. It's far too new. It's far too modern. There are no people that would be teaching it in university that have been successful in it in the real world. That's very, very unlikely. Because if you've been successful at it, there's no way you're going to go get paid 45000 or 60000 or even 80000 to be a professor in a university. You might go to some sort of tech school. You might go to some sort of tech school. I could see that. Do the, like, you know, you're working in like these two-year diplomas. But still, do you really want to be a prof if you're a good digital marketer? And can you just teach by the book? I mean, yeah, you can teach a little bit. But the real education comes more hands-on, you know? You need to have this like hands-on learning experience because the problem with most digital marketers is they don't have enough cases to reference. They don't have enough precedents. They don't have enough experiences. What do you think I should learn first? I mean, communicating is at the heart of everything we do. So do things that are communicating a message from one to many. Think about one to many wherever you go now. It's like there's no more time for one-on-one. -on -one. Like we're all so pressed for time. There's hardly any time for one-on-one. -on -one. And if they do want one-on-one, -on -one, it's got to be so pricey. Like even a one-on-one 60-minute meeting can be devastating to your overall workflow. I mean, that's hard to believe, but I bet you if like you removed most of your communication and you really challenged yourself to kind of change that, I don't know, it might not just be that time. It might also be the mental freedom that you have by not having to engage all the time. I don't know. It's it's just very difficult uh, to really excel in the modern business landscape when you are also the media generator of your business. There's just too much going on. And when you become a media-minded entrepreneur where you're like, okay, I do this and I have a YouTube channel. I do this and I have a podcast. I do this and I write on Medium. Like every minute counts. Like everything you can publish is value. And everything you know, really needs to be in a new perspective. I, I think people have lost, not lost, but they've not updated their perspective enough for what's really going on in this world and what's expected to have a successful lifestyle. Not just financial, but lifestyle. And I believe you need to be remote and free to have the ultimate lifestyle. There are some tax on that. The freelancer has some tax to be remote, okay? And some of that tax is paid in mental capacity. Some of that tax goes to PayPal.
you know, because you're trying to get paid remotely. Looks like the chat's popping off. Guys, if you didn't hear about it, monetize your genius. I'm speaking on day three at 4 p.m. Eastern. Join me there. Shout out to anyone who makes it. Link in the description, richandniche.com slash genius. It's like a virtual summit for all these speakers who just know a lot about digital marketing and all those realms. And it's not a webinar. Like I didn't pitch anything in mine, I don't think. I don't think people are pitching. I think it's pure value. So check it out. Go join. Show them that the Rich Niche community is hungry for more knowledge. And this is what I said. Like if you're busy, forget about it. Get to work. Forget some fucking summit. You don't have time for that. I don't even have time for this summit, man. I got juice to squeeze. But if you've got a bit of time, then you need to turn that time into skills. And then you need to turn those skills into money. And then you turn those money into assets. I think I need a late night radio show. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Thoughts on farming assets in crypto? Maybe, but maybe just go for staking instead. Check out Chainlink in the quarter one. Chainlink, I believe it's going to be stakeable. I believe it's one of the top investments of our generation. Chainlink. Chainlink. Good to see you, Jeffrey. Cynthia, welcome. Kaden, Saad, Ahmed, Jude, Amar, Elijah. Good to see y'all. Details for all my courses. I have a few courses, richandniche.com. You got to go to the website. If you're entering that bottom funnel, you got to be on the .com. You cannot just be like, what's the price? Unfortunately. Hey, Rich, what do you think about YouTube ads as an addition? Absolutely. You have to get into YouTube ads now. They're the best. I need to start producing some YouTube ads. I need to become a full-on guru. I'm going to make some YouTube ads that will break the mold of YouTube ads. It, and it's, it's just so obvious to me. Like, I don't even like advertising. You don't need YouTube ads when you've got a fucking channel, man. I know. That's the thing. You don't need the ad when you've got a good channel. And let us be blessed that we have a topic worthy of following. I mean, like... How do you make a YouTube channel around insurance or a law firm like, or even doctors? How do you make a YouTube channel for them? You can't. I always tell them, you got to do those videos where like people are like, you know, picking their nails and like clipping their toenails and like these weird viral things. Like you might as well do something gross and viral and just like call it a day and say branding. Anyways. um. Yeah, of course, because YouTube ads are pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you're going to pick some keywords or you're going to target a region or a demographic, right? And I think that it's so cheap. You've got to try it. But what I was going to say is it's so obvious to me that if you want to advertise on YouTube or even Facebook, like either you spend very little on it and make like really cheap looking ads and you just ride with that because you're saving the money and time on the creative. Or I think you gotta make a video and I think like 
the first second of the video needs to be like, hey, I know you're about to watch a YouTube video, but this is really important. And I think like the contextual verbalization of the platform is missing. I just don't see enough ads that are like, before you watch a video, like, I just think that, you know, that might be overdone, but hacking that moment of I'm trying to skip, it's just not done enough. I think you can go with like the unique selling point or the number one benefit in the first few seconds as well, just to get that brand awareness. But you got to try and do something to just get them to stop and come out of that psychological moment. And probably it's some element of words, transition, sound, sound, making a joke. Saying, and I think the modern YouTube ad should be relevant in the last three months. I think you should maybe reference some memes. Um, I don't think an ad two years ago is going to work. I think things change, you know? <sighs> How did I start out with digital marketing? I have a very good video on that. It's the number one video. I, I think that tells the full story. And, I, and I, it's, it's always the appetite to... Learn what are people doing to make money out there? How can I not get a job? I think that's all I thought about in my 20s is how do I not get a job? How do I make money without getting a job? And it's like that question puzzled me for many years. And that led me down the road of being like obsessed with things like online poker. And if I can make enough money doing that and playing poker in these games, I don't have to get a job. So I'm very into like games and game theory and game betting and stock trading. I, I just like those things. I think that they're not the biggest value for the society, but I think they offer this really creative life that has high risk. Um, but I think it it's, there's, it, we don't have enough human beings who like are just the absolute best. That's what they do. We have too many humans that are just comfortable being right in the middle of what they do. And, I, and I, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I just don't want to be in the middle. I want to be on the edges. I think all the value is in the edge. Okay, you got to go to the edges to find opportunity. You got to go to edges to find out who you are. You can't live in an echo chamber. I mean, you got to go, you got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, I moved to some shitty towns. And then I moved to some of the world's greatest towns. I mean, I tried it all. I saw poverty. I saw a bit of luxury. You know, you, you want to get experience and that what really sharpens your character and your, your, your thinking about life. You know, you need to get lucky in, in the people that you get linked up with. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta watch out for who's going to help you reach your potential. I mean, everybody has far more potential than they know. And that's what sucks because you just don't realize it because too many people are, you know, consumed with some storyline in their head that just slowing them down and, and they're projecting that on you in some capacity. And then maybe you've got your own story going on and then that's being, you know, kind of, inflated and you don't really want that. And I think this coaching world is very fascinating. I mean, I was really anti-life coach. I think because so many of them are so like, you know, valueless. 
I don't think they have enough. Like, I don't think you can be a life coach at 21 or 24 unless you've had some incredibly enduring pain. I just don't think you could be a life coach. I, I, I think pain is a critical ingredient to the development of the human. And you're young, you often don't have enough pain. So I just didn't really buy this life coach world. Um, but I think coaching as a premise is underrated for people who have ambition but are lacking the support of their friends and family. And I think that's when you want to pay someone to be like, hey, make sure I do this. Because if I leave it to myself, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. Might give up. Guys, make sure you hit that like button. Let people know there's a good stream. I'm a videographer as well, so I think it would fit well. Absolutely. No, no, no. If you make any kind of content, it is the most logical thing in 2021 to buy the media, to buy the ads, to manage the ads. It's the ultimate combo because two reasons. Let's try and remember them. One is um, synergy. Synergy, have you ever heard of this word, synergy? It's when two things go so well together, they almost seem like one. And what's synergizing is the fact that you can change and optimize the media, the creative, as you gather the data. Whereas in many cases before, whoever made the commercial had nothing to do with the TV station that was going to run it. That game has changed. And that really is part of the heart of the full stack marketer. It's what do you see the front end? What's going on in the back end with distribution, automation, and such? So yes. What is your POV on YouTube video quality? Is it worth going high-level Peter McKinnon videography or is a bog standard teacher board setup? The teacher board setup is one of the most underrated value video opportunities in the world. I need to do it more. It takes a little bit of a proper setup to get the right reflection, to get the right quality. It might be better to work on white paper with a marker instead of a shiny reflector board. But there's something about watching someone mind map their ideas while they talk about them. Uh, I think it's interesting. I, I think that having an iPad and start syncing up what's on your iPad with the screen is pretty, you know, modern. That seems like a good idea. No, I don't, I don't recommend the Peter McKinnon setup at all. I think it's completely overrated. I think that when people look at Peter McKinnon, it's not the quality that people are after. It's the never ending candy of what you can't do, actually. Peter McKinnon is doing the things that you can't do, and that's escapism from the dullards of the boring content the rest of us civilians need to make. I mean, I don't get to go on any helicopters or go up any mountains working with National Geographic or whatever the hell it is. I mean, that 
era of influencership is unbelievable how some people can accelerate so far. It's like a Mr. Beast phenomenon, I would call it. You get to be in a position that is self, um, self-manifesting of more success. It's the, it's the ultimate, but that's what celebrity was, right? Celebrity was just, I get benefits. But the funny thing is the modern celebrity now controls the distribution. And so there's a lot of power from this civilian influencer type Peter McKinnon model, um, which is fantastic that it's available um, to us humans instead of having to be someone who potentially went through Hollywood and all that entails. I think that it's, 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 it's hopeful. It's optimistic. I'm here playing the same games, putting out a video. A few hundred people will see it. It all adds up. I mean, I think we have to accept our limitations more so than we need to. I don't know how to say more so, but it's okay to be limited. I certainly have my own limitations. And I think that it's not about waiting to remove those. It's about making those a part of the integration of communicating at scale. I mean, if you can have time to have a conversation with another person, you have time to communicate to the world. Um, and maybe only a few, few people listen at first. But you're also playing this little game, right? Like views, they are an indicator of success and growth and reach. But you're also playing a game of like Plinko, right? Like you want to try and use a keyword that gets some amplification through the organic trends of search queries, right? Like all of this that we have today is built off of search. Um, we, we've not understood what the internet means. We're still in the infancy of all that the internet means to us. We're going through some social media pains right now. People don't realize what they've got themselves into with social media. The average person doesn't know what they got themselves into with smartphones. We, we don't know how deep we are. We don't realize what a guinea pig experiment is actually going on. We're far too acquiescent. And we need to take a step back from all that. We need to really think about what is the point of all these things that are going on, that are emerging, that technology is bringing, what social media is doing, but it's really just the reaction to the internet. Technology just breeds this immense reaction from the human because think of how they reacted when they made fire for the first time. Think of how they reacted when they made the combustible engine. Like the first people exposed to new technology will have wild advantages, just like those who got started in content creation and claimed a niche for themselves. They have benefits. The first people who made content, they didn't have a niche. Like maybe think of like a Jenna Marbles. I mean, she was very broad. She was a comedian, but she didn't really have a niche, right? She talked about a lot of different topics. You didn't need a niche before. But over time, the human decided they like niches. Why? 
because that allowed you to get a consistent flow of the content topic that you're interested in. And that's what people want, right? When you, in the 90s or the 80s, and you have a satellite dish or you're buying cable TV, like you bought channel packages because you want a certain niche selection of content, right? Do you want sports? Do you want home and garden? Do you want the wrestling channel? You know, whatever. And that same model is playing out today. There's benefits for those who choose niches. There's still opportunities as new niches emerge. I still think it's important to maintain a niche and maybe 80-20 that, like 20% go outside your niche. But I think you're better off having a different channel if you really want to say something too out there. Put your questions in the chat. I'll do a few more. I'm going to go through here on my channel. Check out the link below. If you haven't already signed up for the virtual summit, it's free. You get all the content for free. Can't not really promote it. I mean, if you had to buy something, I might be like, eh, do I really want to promote you buying something? I mean, not really, but it's like 50 free keynotes. I mean, that's kind of a lot. Pick and choose the ones you like. I'm going to be talking about systematic brand building and my, my agency mentality of how do I try and get repeatable results for any client that comes in? Because I'm kind of known to take clients in different industries. My niche is sort of organic oriented brand quality lead generation can really be applied to a lot of different industries, but I'll be talking about how do I model that for clients and what are my approaches? I think it's an interesting topic, but there's also like these networking events. If you need clients, like there's a lot of people here who need full stack marketers. I mean, my website, right when you arrive there, it says, become a brand's most valuable asset or build your own. When you're starting out, it's in your best interest to help other people to learn on their brand because you're just getting started. You don't know that much. But if you can um, learn through some low-pressure projects, that will give you all the confidence in the world to go forward with paying clients. Ultimately, you have time, you know? Whenever you don't have money, you almost always have time. And so you need to use that time to develop your skill set of digital marketing, copywriting, web page building, what optimizes a page, what makes a good page, content strategy, what content drives traffic, what are keywords, how do you figure out what keywords to use, what tools do you need? Slowly you learn project management. Like when you're first starting, everything's kind of unorganized. If you haven't checked out my uh, operating system for Notion, richandniche.com slash commander without an E, you got to check that out. That is pure value. Free Notion personal productivity system. Oh, look, this person right here is saying, this is the best notion system I've come across. So I have a whole series on it. You can go check out my channel. How do I get training on this? How long and how much? You got to dig a little bit more, guys. I'm not here to baby anyone. I wish I had the time to handhold everyone through their whole career, but I just can't do it. Bitcoin might get to 50K soon. 
Yeah, it's it probably will. I would say so. I mean, it really hasn't done a lot. I think there's a lot of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doom in the market right now, but it is really common that Bitcoin pulls back like 20% and then goes higher. Do you have any videos regarding how to approach clients, get clients when you're a nobody? I mean, this is such a common question, and that's why I have my book, Attract and Convert, Finding Clients and Getting Them on the Books. What's the mentality? You need a decent website that explains that you're a professional. You need references as soon as you can get them. So how do you get references? Like when I was a kid, it was so common, like resumes mattered a lot before. And it was so common that if you didn't have a job, but you wanted one, you would volunteer in exchange for a reference letter. It was so common. I feel like it's like people don't say that anymore. Like you come, you offer to work for someone, they need you. Maybe you tell them what you're really good at. And you just want a reference. You want to put the case result on your website. You want to put their logo on your website. It's so straightforward. And if you are struggling at that part, you probably have not built enough skill to convince people how valuable you are. You know, and that's okay. It takes years. It can take years to be a truly independent freelancer. I mean, I built my course so that you can skip the agency job, but most of you should get a job in a small agency and work for minimum wage and get more cases under your belt with paying clients. You'll see so much. You'll get to do so much more than just reading blog posts at home, watching a Gary Vee video. I mean, you cannot get clients from watching Gary Vee videos, okay? You got to turn it off. You got to get your hunting rifle out and you got to go snipe one. You got to hustle. You got to reach out. You got to offer. You got to make offers. Life is about making offers. The more offers you can make, the easier life becomes. And the problem is when you're first starting, the only offer you know is one-on-one -on -one talking. Well, I've got 18 here right now. I can offer you something all right now. And I just did go to the link below and sign up for free for a free virtual summit. That's an offer, but I got to give it to 18 people at once in 10 seconds. The more you have that capability, and just earlier I sent out an email to five, six, seven thousand people, seven thousand offers, one click of a button. That's great. It makes life easier. When you got something good, whether it's free or high value, and you can make a lot of offers, you're gonna win in life. That's why you start making content, my friends. You start making content so people can care about what you say because you do more than they do. When you do more than other people, they would like your research. They'd like what you learned to be dosed to them in an easier way, simplify. They don't want to have to go carving through the jungle with the machete. You do that. You can pass that on, right? Let's see what's going on in the chat. Rich, I wish I, wish I listened to your call on Chainlink. Chain link. 
yeah, we got 130% since my call. I think we're going higher. I think it's still a buy tonight. Like apparently there might be some news coming out tomorrow. It's a hint. I think it might be Grayscale opening the Chainlink Trust. That's going to put a lot of buying pressure on Chainlink. I mean, I think Chainlink's going to 1,000. I'm a big believer of that. Yes, I think Bitcoin's going to 100 and 200, but that's only like a 3X, a 6X. Like I see Chainlink, you know, when I was accumulating, it was at 10, 9 and 10. I was not the earliest. Um, I couldn't buy Chainlink because I'm a Canadian. It was hard to find it. So I was lazy and I didn't end up going as early as I wanted. I should have. And then somebody mentioned it to me for the last time. I was like, wow, I'm missing out. Like this person just told me I got to get on this. Um, do you think the crypto space and blockchain as a whole will open up? Yeah, yeah a million, a million opportunities, a million opportunities. Like one of the reasons I like Chainlink so much is it has so many partners already. And I think like all of these partners are small startups and it's like, they all have these shit logos. I mean, some of them are decent, but it's like, they're all going to need some blog posts one day. They're going to need email capture. They're going to need lead generation. And then you could be in a niche, like you could specialize in crypto brands. I mean, I'm thinking about getting into the space in, in one way or another, like just start an influencer account, like share things about Bitcoin, share things about crypto, Chainlink. I mean, you will get followers because these coins, they take on sort of these followings. And Chainlink is, I believe, like one of the most cultish followings, um, so I just, I really believe in it. I mean, look at all these use cases for Chainlink as well from gaming. I mean, that's a thing. Like blockchain is opening up new niches on a new layer. I mean, it's not easy to get a job in gaming that's really good, but now you have like this whole new set of companies who they're going to need teammates. They're going to need marketers. They're going to need developers, infograph designers, social media managers. There's a lot going on. Hi, bro. Fed up with sales job traditional method. Want to be a freelancer, as you said. Had experience more than 10 years in sale. Want a career as a digital marketing consultant. Kindly advise any course that can help me to earn. Appreciate the video. Hey, I mean, what can I say? You understand sales, you're, you're ahead of the curve for many, but what most people don't understand about sales is what is branding? What is the art of attracting instead of yelling and, and, and shouting and disrupting and bothering? I mean, most people hate salesmen. Who the hell wants to be sold to? I don't, but I don't mind reading some content about the latest drone from DJI watching a video or two. I don't mind watching a review about that camera equipment, that piece of uh, accessory. I don't mind looking at that blog post about those cryptocurrency futures. You know, I think that um, you got to kind of learn what is inbound marketing, content marketing. Uh, take my courses, man. If you're in sales, you got some money. Just take the courses. Can't lose. My problem right now is I'm all out of fiat. Yeah, that's not your problem. That is all of our problem. We're all out of fiat. 
Ever since starting your courses, I now have three clients and about to pick up my fourth. Cash money in the bank. No wonder. No wonder. All right, Pete. That's awesome. Well done. Well, take a few of those uh, paychecks. Get them into chain link. Maybe sell half your Bitcoin on the next bounce. I think Bitcoin's going to bounce. I think it might actually go all the way back to 20. I know that's crazy, but I think after 20, 60. Um, we'll see. Maybe it doesn't go down to 20, maybe 26. Don't, don't do it yet. Right now, link is high. Bitcoin is low, relatively speaking. But fuck, man, if, if Grayscale announces Chainlink trust tomorrow, that thing's going to 50 within 30 days, okay? I mean... There's only 15% of the chain link supply on exchanges right now. That's drying up very, very fast. Put a one in the chat if you picked up some chain link. And if you did, you're probably in the money. I mean, Bitcoin, I mentioned it too. It's, 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 you can't really go wrong with it for the next one to three years, but I wouldn't hold Bitcoin my whole life. At some point, you got to let go. You know, I mean, yeah, it might keep going up, but you need to take those gains. Um, but chain link, you might hold your chain link forever because you might start staking it in three years. You accumulate a fat stack. It's like your savings account. It only appreciates. Like people don't understand. It's not a token. It's not a coin like Bitcoin. It's a token that's incentivizing the future network of smart contracts in an open system. I just think it's unbeatable. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see how it ever goes down. I mean, I know it's so crazy, but like $50,000 per link. <laughs> Five years, check with me, 2026, $50,000 per chain link. I mean, if you can hold on, bless you. I, I think it's, I think you need a long-term stack and then maybe a goal to profit 10x, 15x. Like it's going to get to 100 by the end of the year. Some people say 1,000. If you look at the trajectory, if you look at how well it did during the 2018 bear market where Bitcoin went down, I mean, it's really impressive. It's the number one performing asset in the last 12 months. Like there's nothing that is touching it. It's just, it's a beast. It's a beast. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I think I'm out for tonight. I think that's good. I think we answered enough questions. We chat a little bit. Y'all heard the chain link on SoundCloud? Let me look it up for y'all. We'll play it. We'll play ourselves out. Chain link by S Mac. Let's go. Hey man, you know what fuck it is? Ha. I need me some fuck you money. If Fed ain't stable coins, it don't make sense. My crypto going up, check the statements. All this chain link, got the copper bracelet. All my tokens taking off like some spaceships. I'm a hot till I'm whipping in the Lambo. 
And when I get the transfer, it's in camo. I've been getting to the bread like some jam ho. He was checking out my ledger like, damn, bro. Hey, I just made 300X in the ref ain't call no text. Tell my family that we straight in the bank to cut the check. Check my wallet, what's the balance? I know it's going up. I see Ripple getting red, but Chainlink's going up. Hey, they think I'm so bullish, I'm more of a cash cow. And when I get the Lambo, I know they gon' last high. She didn't hit you back, cause she fucking with a whale, bro. Just pumped and dumped your chick. Guess that pussy is for sale, bro. I'm all about my crypto. Yo, hey, if it's down, I'm not gon' trip, though. Hey, that's facts, no, cause I know that it'll bounce back. Hey, 100k, and we on track. Stacks. Fed ain't stable coins, it don't make sense. My crypto going up, check the statement. Oh, this chain link, got the copper bracelet. All my tokens taking off like some spaceships. I'ma hodl till I'm whipping in the Lambo. And when I get the transfer, it's in camo. I've been getting to the bread like some jam ho. He was checking out my ledger like, damn, bro. Hey, I just checked this going up. Been drinking, I'm throwing up. Since I got it on my sleeve, all these hoes want to cuff. This is my 2020 vision. Can't be fuck around with no watches. I don't really do religion, but I'm feeling like the brother. I, homie, I'm just buying. Other people try to mine it. So try to undermine it. There's interest to keep us on it. Dollars inflating. Our problem is in banking. I'm talking about being. Franklin, the bills that they been making Manipulating stocks, the print is getting hot The people been going crazy, the government got them shot I'm buying all that I can, addicted, I can't stop Hold up, hold up, this is crypto, this ain't stocks Well, I mean, more specifically, Chainlink I mean, Bitcoin's tight too, either, but Chainlink's where that money's at, boy Let's get it See you guys next time Peace